0: I have fond memories of this story from being a kid. Not because I learned the story early in Sunday school, for even though I went to church every week, I never went to Sunday school. I found worship a lot more exciting than Sunday school. No great surprise I'd end up being a pastor or priest then, but... I actually learned it in public school. I went to this little four-room school that had six grades in it, or at least I did until we moved when I was in grade five. And one of the regular supply teachers would teach us Christian stories. You couldn't do that now in a public school, but it regularly happened then. I can remember vividly the blackboard at the front of the classroom. And just above the blackboard, there was about a two-inch strip that ran the length of the blackboard that had cork in it. So the teacher could pin things up at the top and not tape them to the blackboard. But then on either side of that two-inch strip of cork, there was about a half-inch piece of metal banding that ran on either side. And along those pieces of metal were runners that were kind of almost shaped like the old clothesline wheels, but there were clips to them so a teacher could put up something that they didn't want to put a hole in. And I remember vividly the picture of the ark. The dark blue water down at the bottom, the lighter blue of the sky, a light wood ark that almost popped off of the page, and the pictures of the heads of the animals in pairs peering over the edge of the ark, except for the giraffes that also had their necks over the edge of the ark. And then, above all of it, stretching from side to side, was this glorious rainbow. That even though the arc jumped off of the page, the rainbow did even more. There was something vivid and vibrant about the colors that were used in that that made it clear. That the art that the rainbow was the important part of the picture. of course this story is immortalized in children's mobiles and pastel borders that get put around nurseries. It really is in some ways in our in our culture, in our society, a children's story. But then one day, I can't tell you when because I don't really remember, I realized that this is quite really a horrific story if you're not the one who gets on the ark. This is no children's story. This is horrendous. And I began to wonder, I began to wonder, in my own life, if I had have been around at the time of Noah, would I have been lucky enough to be one of his sons? Would I have made it? Would God have found me blameless? Would God have walked with me? No, I wish. But the reality of my own life is I know not that that would happen. And I began to take this children's story that once provided so much comfort to me and began to despair. Began to really wonder whether or not this loving God that we proclaim, that we teach, that we believe in, could ever do something so horrific as to destroy the entire world except for one family and one set of animals. Certainly, when we put the mobiles above the babies' cribs and we put the borders around their rooms and wallpaper, we're not trying to remind them that they're horrific little creatures that God thinks is evil. Right? But yet, but yet we know that at times, unfortunately, we do evil on our own. The Lord saw that the wickedness of humankind was great in the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of their hearts, was only evil continually. The Lord was sorry that he had made humankind on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out from the earth the human beings I have created, people together with animals and creeping things and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. Those verses almost remind me of a little kid that's trying to build something out of blocks and gets mad that it's not turning out the way they want. And the blocks go flying across the room. And they start all over again. That's sort of the image of God that I'm left with when I read that. And I think, that's not the loving God that I believe in, even though that's what I see. I have to admit that this is our story. That there is evil in the world that we do. That this really applies to us, not only from being saved by God, but judged as well. This week, this week there was a shooting not far from where I used to live in St. Catharines. Actually, it was right down the road from one of the churches that I would go and worship in evil happens where we least expect it at times. I can't remember the last time I heard from Niagara Regional Police that there was a shooting, let alone one that involved three people being shot. At times, at times, evil happens. But this story This story is not just our story. This story is God's story. First and foremost. And the reason that I say that is this. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. This is what pops out at me. I will see it and remember. That's God speaking in the scriptures. The rainbow certainly for us has become a way for us to look and see and remember that God made a promise with our ancestors in faith, a promise that we remember Each time we see the bow in the sky. But these are God's words. God will remember when God sees the bow in the sky. The focus on the story isn't necessarily that Noah was so faithful. or his family was so deserving, or that the pair of animals of each kind warranted to go in the ark. This story is one of God's. This story reminds God that there is a better way of dealing with evil than blotting out all of creation. Because, see, God could easily do that again, if God really wanted to. I'm often reflecting on the fact that God could have done that much later in our history. God did not need to go to the cross God could have blotted out the world again when Jesus was being tried and crucified. But through this story, through this event, God has learned that there is a better way than repaying evil with evil. God learned that the better way is to love. And love isn't easy. Love actually is really hard. Indifference is easy. But love sometimes makes us so angry that we are like the petulant child that kicks over the blocks and gets mad. Or sometimes wishes that we could do away with the world and all that is in it and be on our own. But our God Our God in this story reminds us, and reminds God's self, that love is a much better way. So when we see that bow in the sky, it's a sign not only for us, but for God. To remind both of God's love. And for that we give thanks. Amen.